Welcome to Change. It's all about the choice podcast. I am Gabby, your host, founder of Gabby Inspires. I empower people of all ages to embrace change. I am a motivational speaker, coach, and workshop leader. I know you are unique. And I will offer in each episode humor and skill building tools that will enable you to make the right choice so you too can embrace change. Welcome to Change. It's all about the choice podcast. Have you ever met someone who just makes you smile, who makes you feel so welcome, and you definitely want to get to know this person more? Well, that's the description of my guest speaker today. She is an accomplished communicator. She teaches at Butler County Community College, and she previously taught at Grove City College and Duquesne University. She is presently the Director of Community Employment Development at BC3. She has made a big impact on my life and me but also a huge impact on our community. And you know what? I believe it's because she embraces change. She made her choices and she found her opportunities. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Trisha Pritchard. Hi, Trisha. Welcome to my podcast. I'm I'm so glad to have you as a guest speaker. And I know my audience is just waiting to hear all about you. So tell us, who is Trisha Pritchard? Well, first, I want to start off by saying thank you, Gabby. Thank you for inviting me or, you know, allowing me to be a guest on your podcast. I am so excited to be on your program and you are doing amazing work. I also want to thank you because that introduction made me smile. It was so sweet. And I know if my mom, I always used to share everything with my mom. I'd call her every day. I'd be like, and I, I know I would have said, mom, you should have heard this introduction. This was so sweet. You would have loved to have heard that. So thank you very much for inviting me and for introducing me in such a wonderful way. Well, you can let her hear, just turn in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so tell us all about Trisha. Well, I am a proud wife and mother of three, now I can say adult, young adults. It's hard for me to even and say that out loud, to be honest with you. But my husband and I just, <laughs> just celebrated our, what was it, gosh, 24th wedding anniversary in July. And we are the proud parents of three adults. Thank you. My son, Riley, is... 22. He is a a truck driver. He went to trade school. My daughter, Abby, is going into her senior year at Slippery Rock University. She is an early childhood special education uh, major, and she's just loves children and loves to work with people with special needs. And my youngest daughter, Renee, is getting ready for her freshman year at Penn State University as a biomedical engineer. So my, my greatest wow. joy and proudest achievement is my family. And that says something for you. Oh, it 
Thank you. That I mean, says that is. something because it's a big job raising children. And I know you made many choices in that aspect of raising kids, but go on and sorry for interrupting. I want to hear more about you. Sure. So yes, that is definitely my proudest achievement. I have been very uh, blessed with a very interesting, you know, career as, as I'm sure you have too. I, for the past 14 years, I've been teaching communication classes at Butler County Community College. And the classes that I've been teaching have focused in the area of communication, specifically public speaking, intercultural communication, public relations, job readiness, and technical writing. And then for the over the past five years, simultaneously as teaching at BC3, I was also teaching very similar classes at Grove City College. So I've spent a lot of time, a lot of years in the classroom teaching a subject matter that is very, I'm very passionate about, and I know that it help, it's life-changing. Students come into a public speaking class usually not wanting to be with you. And my goal is by the end of the semester, they say, this was a great experience and everybody should take this class. And to watch individuals grow in their abilities to communicate their ideas to others with confidence is really fun to watch. It's empowering for those, those individuals in your classroom. And I've really been blessed to have been able to do that for a lot of, a lot of individuals, a lot of students for a lot of years. What you say is absolutely the truth. It was at BC3, and I'm trying to think of my professor's name, and I can't when I was there. It was probably 1996 or 97. I had to take a speech class. I was so afraid. When I walked in there, I was a mess. I, I gave a podcast on this, too, but... I couldn't talk. My lips quivered and I'd look up at the ceiling and, and think of the word and it was just bad. And by the time I was done with that class, he just brought me along and everything and I loved to speak. And he, at the end of the year for our final, he made us do a debate and he picked three people for judges and he said he wanted to make sure that was three people that would show up to each class. <laughs> I guess you know how that is. But and anyways, I was one of the ones he picked as a judge. And when I gave my decision on if it it was on assisted suicide, not euthanasia, but sure. assisted suicide, if it was legal and illegal unethical and immoral and that's what I said it was and Dave that and he gave me an A and a big wow on my report paper and from then on that Gabby was started <laughs> I never oh, shut God. up since <laughs> so go ahead Trisha I'm sorry <laughs> so I present day I over the course of the year I decided to to grow as a leader in, at Butler County Community College and, and in the Butler County area and take on a new role. And that is the, the Director of Community Employment Development. And what does that mean? Well, I am responsible for implementing, coordinating, organizing a personal empowerment program, training program that we're offering 
actually we just started to offer it. I, I am in the midst of starting my, to organize my first classes or sessions that will be held in, in the fall. But what we have recognized within the community college, but also within our, it's, it, this is a, this is, this is something that everybody needs. And that is, you know, this particular empowerment program is rooted in emotional intelligence training. In the past, people wow, have referred to good. that as like soft skills, having soft skills, but I like to refer to it as like essential mindsets, you know, where we talk about active listening, how to solve problems, teamwork, all of those things, all employers, all employees need to bring into the workplace to be, to, to be good employees, to feel to feel strong and capable in what they're able to, to do and what they're able to offer. A lot of it, individuals have opinions related to this, you know, where a lot of that was, was taught in other environments, maybe in the home, but and other people will say maybe technology has kind of like interfered with the development of those types of skills. And there's a lot of debate out there and we could, we could, I'm sure debate that even today, but, but, I, I recognize, even with working with students, that in my one class, I organized like a mentor project, and, and I would refer my students each to their own like mentor based on what their career goals were. And one of the parts of the assignment was they had to reach out to this person who they did not know, make an introduction, make a phone call, and in in planning these types of activities, I realized that my, my college students had a fear of doing those things. You know, making a phone call is a real fear for it a is. lot of it's people. It is. It's a fear of the unknown. And that fear just takes over people because you're, you're so afraid of failure. And it, there's no failure. Rejection. It's all learning, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of different things like this that we have recognized. There's a lot of barriers that people have faced. Maybe, you know, they were been a, a single parent, maybe a veteran, maybe had an addiction problem or something like that, that they needed or need to feel empowered so that they can become the best version of themselves. So this, this personal empowerment training program that we're starting at Butler County Community College is really to assist individuals if they have any of those kind of things that I'm just describing is really going to help them to, 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 to overcome, to learn to learn and prep. We're going to give them knowledge. We're going to give them skills and they're also going to practice these things. So it's, it's exciting. I mean, I'm, um, um, this is all, you know, brand new that I've been working on and I can't wait in a year and for a year from now, Gabby, I want you to have me back on your program. And I'm going to tell you all of the amazing things that we've done with this program over the year. Oh, we will have you back as often as you want to come <laughs> because we, you have so much to offer. And when you, this talking about this specific course, now I know BC3 offers classes to a lot of non-traditional students. They're all not 18. And that's oh, when I went, I went as a non-traditional student. So do you teach the non-traditional students too? Do they take your class? Or is this just for well, the... I, well, the personal empowerment training program is not an academic course. Like you're not earning okay. credit right now, the way it's designed. It's a 24-hour training program 
or session. So it's broken down into a 24 hour period of time. What we recommend is that when we customize or create this program for you, your employees, or if you would join one of our open enrollment classes, you're gonna, you're gonna take a couple hours of this training over a period of anywhere from like four to six weeks. Because what we wanna do is every week you come, we wanna help you learn some new skills, talk about these ideas that I'm kind of sharing with you right now, and then go out into the world and practice them. Come back the following week and let's talk about your experience and how it's going. You will do that in a cohort setting, which means you will do that along with other people that are in that same session with you. The ideal cohort group would be anywhere from 15 to 20 people that will be taking this training. So I also wanna make sure, Gabby, that I accurately communicate about this program. So I'm the director of the program. I actually have five Butler County certified trainers that will actually be conducting this training. And they come from a lot of different backgrounds and experiences. So it's really important that when I work with a business, a company, people um, from, from the community that want to take this particular class or program, that I match them with the right trainer based on their backgrounds. Oh, I'm so glad I asked that question because that's very important. Business owners may want to contact you about this program then, right? I yeah, mean, for their absolutely. employees. Yes. So I imagine that, you know, you have a lot of individuals, businesses, companies that invest in employee training. And this would give them another option of if they feel that these kind of skills that I'm talking about, there's, you know, there's over 40 different emotional intelligence concepts that will be covered in this training. Wow. And when we go in and talk about these different kind of ideas with the businesses, with the leaders and the community members, et cetera, about these, I think that's when they're gonna recognize that these are the things that they're not seeing in their workplaces that they would like to see more of. And that's where we can say, you know, this is an opportunity for us to share this knowledge and, and experience, give individuals real practical ways that they can develop these skills. I think back to, you know, different communication classes that I teach, but if, if somebody would ask me, Trisha, if there was one communication skill that I should work on to improve my overall communication, Gabby, do you know what I would tell that person? It's what you're doing right no, now. What do you tell me? Listening. Just listening. All right. There's practical uh, applications to develop better listening skills, right? So how do you, you know, it's just simple techniques like telling people to eliminate all barriers. What can you do to eliminate right. barriers when you're trying to communicate with others? Do you actually think about that? Do you make that a habit, a practice? Isn't it amazing? You could have a group of five people and maybe all five people would hear something different. You may have said the same thing to all five, but they would pick it up differently because of their barriers. And are they listening or did they just want to respond to you? It's amazing. Yes. Another barrier that people have when it comes to active listening is they believe just be that because they're there present, that that that's enough. But mentally, they're thinking about what is the next task they've already moved on. So it's helping right. people to become self-aware that is that a habit? Is that a bad habit that you have? 
You were there, but you're thinking about what you have to do next. Well, now that you've become self-aware of that, what can you do to prevent that from happening again? So it's it's explaining things in a manner that will that will help people start start to reflect upon their own behaviors and change their habits. So that's that would be an example. And it's similar to my workshops on change, just how to accept it and embrace change. It's things that you do every day, but you have to take the time and and work through it. And you have to be honest with yourself. You have to start right there with you and not worry. I can't worry what Trish is thinking of me personally. I have to think about what I want. And Trisha can't worry about what Gabby's thinking, right? We, you have right. to put yourself first and, and right. make those changes and, and take a class and not be afraid to learn because there is no rejection. There is no failure. You learn what you're supposed to learn and move on. It's, it's a lesson in life, no matter okay. where you're at. Yeah. Right. Yeah, another, uh, you know, we were just talking about listening. Something that I often share with my students, too, is that I want them to know that that there are listening opportunities around us all the time, but we're often too distracted to pay attention to those opportunities. And and the world is, is I believe, is, is always speaking to us. And... I want people to, to, you know, to, I also want them to trust themselves too. I think we're often, you know, Gabby, influenced by you're talking about, you know, being confident and believing in ourselves. You know, we need to take ownership of our choices, you know, versus allowing others to influence us in a way that we're, we're making choices in hopes of, of gaining like friends or likability or whatever, you know, I think there needs, we need to be very much aware of the influence of everything around us. And uh, you and I talked about this at a networking group we were at that choices are hard, especially when you talk about birth order, you know, mine, I was number nine of 10 kids and our family was already set in the stone when I came along. I just did, I followed along. I was like that little duck at the end of the little duckling following along. I, you know, I didn't have to know where we were going. I was following the line. And the hardest thing for me was to learn to make choices that, you know, even when I started raising my kids, you know, my own children, it was like, I had to do it my way, and it was it was scary. I mean, it really was. It to take that long to learn to make a decision is, you know, if I could help any child right now or any parent, I'd say, you know, let them make some small choices young, and even if it's something like they want to put the wrong kind of jelly on their peanut butter. I don't know. Let them make it. Find out if they like it or they don't. You know? <laughs> it's like... well, I also think it's incredibly important, you know, as a parent, this is something that I definitely practice with my own children and I definitely reap the benefits now that they're young adults, but it's problem solving, right? We get, we get all excited when we have a problem. We get all nervous and anxious over 
over situations that come up. Well, every day there's going to be situations that come up. And I want us, right. I think we all, we, we go to right, right away. We want to go to process everything emotionally. And, and I encouraged my own kids to like, okay, I know you're emotional about this problem. Let's just breathe for a minute. And let's just try to think through this in a logical way. And in doing that, maybe if we have the opportunity to allow for time and reflection, then we can come back to that problem and we can, with a, with a clearer vision of the actual problem and address it in a much healthier manner versus acting right in the moment. We don't, I, I always, when, when somebody comes to me with, with something, if I can, I always say, well, let's just take some time first and then make decisions yeah. later. <laughs> But we go right to emotional decision making, and that's not always the best one, is it? No, it's not. It's usually not. And, you know, I even hate to admit this, but I used to try to solve my, my children's problems. I didn't want them to suffer. I wanted to step in and be that mom that would take care of them, and they knew they could come to me. But that harmed them in a way that when they had to make those decisions too, it, everyone has to to learn. They have to make a decision that they found out, whoops, I maybe shouldn't have done that that way. <laughs> There's a statement that I've made many times in my classes, and I'm sure I'll, I'll make it many times in the future, but without without pain, there is no change. Yeah, there. that's a good one. Yes. Yes. So when you and when you feel like this was like when you go up and give a speech and you didn't practice, we will know and you will feel <laughs> and that might be like, you know, your nerves or embarrassment or whatever. But now you experience that. So I, I hope you, you should then have preventive measures come into play and and pr prepare so that, that that doesn't happen again. Right. So I definitely when I was teaching my kids problem solving, when when small problems would arise, you know, like I, I'll never forget. Oh, my gosh, my youngest who's going off to Penn State. She was in elementary school and, you know, an A student, very conscientious that she forgot her math homework. And I was working and she called me at work and and she's, you know, doing the whole like hyperventilating on the phone that she forgot her math homework. Right. And and. I first had to get her to slow down so that I would be able to understand what she was trying to communicate with me. And then I said to her, I'll never forget this. I said to her, Renee, what you have is what we call a problem. And what you and I are going to do right now is we're going to talk through this problem and just figure out what choices we have. And then out of those choices, we're going to decide which choice we're going to accept and put into play to try to solve this problem. Well, one choice was, Renee, mom will write a letter to the teacher and I'm gonna say, Renee forgot her homework. Will you please forgive her? Well, she didn't like that choice. <laughs> I, I, gave her, I, I didn't gave think her so. <laughs> yeah, I gave her another choice. Renee, when mom gets home from work, we'll go over to the school. We'll ask the janitor if we can go in and get your homework. <gasps> she didn't like that choice either. Then we came up with a third choice. I said to Renee, Renee, isn't our neighbor, isn't our neighbor, his name is Clark, isn't he in your math class? And she came back and she said, yes. I said, well, Renee, 
Clark's in your math class. Do you think he has the homework and we could make a photocopy of that homework sheet and you could complete it? She liked choice three and that's the one she picked. So it's, you know, I mean, I know that's really like a, uh, a simple example, but it's, but it's, I think people need to understand or do that whole like process for themselves. Okay. This is the situation. This is the problem. Yes. We're emotional because we don't like the situation that we're in, but now let's process and work through this logically to figure out what's our alternatives, what are our choices, and then when, which one would, would do we feel would be most beneficial to solve that, that particular problem. And I'll tell you, I'll, in all honesty, Gabby, my daughter, Renee, who's, like I said, is going off to her freshman year at Penn State. I worked with her on that skill when she was 10. We never had a, home, a homework issue again. And you know what? That's probably good for you, too, or for a parent like me. I had to learn to give the children option. And as I got uh, older in my positions at work, a hard thing for me to do was to delegate. And that's the same thing. You're there. There's lessons that you have to learn as an adult that if you don't pick this up young and start, you're going to face it. You are going to face this sooner or later. And it's so much easier when you know how to handle a situation. And I love your breathing. That's what, you know, sit back, take a deep breath, take a drink of water, and in 10 seconds, it's going to look a little better, believe it or not. You know, it's it's that. Well, I often would have, you know, speech students come into the classroom, and I tried very, very hard to always be in my classroom as early as I could. I mean, sometimes you're in a rush from one class to the next, but if I could be there 10 to 15 minutes before a class started, that way I could kind of get a sense for the energy that was coming into the classroom. And then when I would sense if a student arrived, you could usually tell if they were anxious, especially on those speech days, I would see somebody come in. You could just tell their breathing was different, the way they were maybe handling themselves, you know, they're dressed differently. There's so many variables that are happening. And if I saw a student that was incredibly anxious before an event like that, I usually pulled them out aside you know, out in the hallway or somewhere, you know, just in a, just quickly privately and just said, I want you to go for a walk right now. Our class doesn't start for another five minutes. I want you to just take a walk up and down the hall. I want you to go use the restroom. I want you to go get a drink of water. I do you, do you want to, you know, do you want to go and say a prayer? What, what I want you to go and do something for yourself right now. It has nothing to do with this speech. I want you to take some time and some moments just for yourself. And then I want you to come back and see me. And you have no idea how many times I sent students up and down the hallway, somewhere, whatever I needed to do, because that's what they needed to do. They needed to take a moment to, 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 to put themselves in a healthy place so that they could be successful in, in, in the classroom and in the speech. And I think that's, you know, that's something that is something else that we just, these are little things, but they add up. Let me tell you, practice. It does. It does. And that's where 
your ability to communicate as as i said in the beginning is so great because you've picked all these wonderful things up and you've passed them on down to a lot of people and i including me i i met you at a networking at one and you didn't even bring it up in this conversation but it was pittsburgh north chambers yes and i showed up for gabby inspires Yep. And I, yeah, I hosted a lot of events for them and that's where I engaged with a lot of business community members. And I spoke to a lot of groups and then the next thing, you know, individuals were asking me to come and speak at other kinds of events. I know, you know, I, I've been blessed to speak at a lot of different, different events. And there's been so many times, Gabby, when I was getting ready for something, I'm like, what did I get? Why did I say yes to this one? <laughs> and what am I getting myself? But I knew they were all opportunities for me as an individual to grow. And something, you know, was interesting because I had engaged and worked with students for so long that when I started to engage with more with the business community, I, for some reason in my brain, I became like incredibly anxious and nervous about that. And then I went into a, a big event where I was asked to speak to a group of, of individuals for one organization and I was getting everything ready and, and the butterflies were going, you know, and then I started to present on my subject. I started to talk about how important communication skills are, yada, yada, yada. And then I looked at these individuals and they were so interested in what I had to say. In that moment, I changed the way that I was looking at the audience. I realized that they had the same needs as my college students. It didn't matter that they weren't <laughs> in a college environment. They they still had the same need of, I want information like this to improve my professional, personal lives. And this is good content and this will help me do that. So something I guess that I've learned is- That has to be wonderful. How to change your perspective and and, you know, we can look at it this way, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right way to look at it. Is there other alternatives to looking at a situation and are those other alternatives healthier and more beneficial? So I, I always, I, that's something else that I, I definitely have learned over the years. Well, let me ask you this. Was there, you don't have to go into detail, but were, were you Ever, was there ever a situation where you were afraid to make a change, where you had that fear that that I'm trying to get people to get over, yeah, that where you stayed up nights worrying about it and wondering, and, and did you make that change or not? You know what? I don't know, because even if it was something, uh, a choice that I made that I ended up, you know, one time I did, I'll give you an example. One time I, I did elect to, to, to work at a business and I love the, the, the business. I love the individuals at the business, but it was re and, and the reason why I decided to accept that particular position was because it was a full-time position with a salary and benefits. And I thought that would be that I felt like that, that was a good choice because that was what my family needed me to do. And my kids were 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 younger mm -hmm. at that time, and but that particular position required me to 
sit at a desk all day and, and do a lot of work on a computer. And I'm, I know you know me well enough to know that Trisha, that is very hard for Trisha to sit at a desk for eight hours, you know, 40 hours a week and looking at a computer with limited interaction with people. But I made the, that choice willingly. I took it and which led me to my next right. choice, which was actually working at Family Bowl Away and the 11th frame, which everybody thought I was crazy to do that, to lead this stable environment, this stable position to go to a family fun entertainment center. You know, like, what, what are you, why are you doing that? What are you thinking? <laughs> but that environment of activity and people and inventing and creating and building, it was so much more suited my personality. So I recognize in that choice that I made yes. earlier on with that, that first position that I was mentioning, that that's just not an environment that would be good for my personality. And now I know that. When I talk about people that you can make a choice, but then you can make another choice. That wasn't actually a wrong choice for you because it probably did help your family for a little bit, you know, with the steady income and the steady hours. But when you were ready to move on, you moved on. And that was... It didn't hurt you, but you found out that you don't want to do that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what's interesting is, though, that particular position that I was talking about, I learned all about how to create a CRM, a customer record management system that I have since used to this day. So there were some things that I learned in that job that I was introduced with. I taught, I shared with my students in the classroom. I've shared with individuals that are starting businesses that I use now and building this new program. Every person that I talk to now, they get entered into a, a database that I've created so that I can track all of my conversations to see how they, they or if they will turn into like a business opportunity for this program. So all of that, I would not have known how to do that if it wasn't for that position. So every experience you have is, is there to teach you something that eventually it's going to all make sense why you have that experience. We just need to be patient, Gabby. I've learned that too. Oh, that is so hard for me. I, <laughs> I'm getting better. I think I'm getting better. But uh, yeah, I want everything yesterday, but it's better. But I sure. love communication and I love making changes. I do. I look forward to changes now and people think I'm crazy. But um if you don't change and you don't make choices, you don't grow. We were babies in a crib. If we didn't make a change, we would still be laying in a crib somewhere. I mean, and I know those are drastic changes and, and they come naturally, but it's the truth. I mean, we're so lucky to have the opportunities to make these changes. Right, right. Well, I'd like to leave you with uh, a final memory of a lesson that I learned that I think your audience would appreciate. And I shared I this story with that. you before, but it's definitely worth sharing again. After it was at the end of a speech class, at the end of the semester, I had a student here at BC3 actually, that came up to me at the end of class. He thanked me for a great semester and for a great course. And then he looked at me with the most sincere expression on his face and he asked me this question and the question he asked was trisha how 
are you like that? And what he wanted to know was, how was I positive, energetic, every time he came to class? How did I have that? Like, what was the secret to being like that type of person? And I'm so thankful that he asked me that question because I really had never thought of it before. But it all it made sense when I said to him that it was a choice that I made every day. That when I wake up in the morning, maybe I, I don't want to get out of bed. Maybe, you know, I, 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 I want to hit the snooze again or whatever it is. But I, I make the decision to, to want to have the best day possible. And that means putting the best version of myself out into the world. And to me, the best version of all of ourselves is to be passionate, positive, and joyful. And, and that's a, an actual choice that I make. And I put a lot of energy into making that choice. And I would tell your audience that if that's what they want for themselves, whatever, whatever they desire for themselves to become the best version of themselves, that that's a choice that they need to make every day and to put energy into that. So thank you for allowing me to share. Oh, thank you for coming because you are what I want people to get to know, to get to listen to, that change is good. Choices give you that chance to find your opportunities. And it's that's how you find it. I mean, one of my quotes is, every opportunity begins with a choice. So you, if you have to do something, so make it your own. And if it's not what you want to do, we've all listened to Trisha. She found out what she didn't want to do, but it didn't harm her. It didn't hurt her. She learned, and there's still things that she uses today from that experience. So, Trisha, thank you so much for sharing with my audience. And I know they liked it. I liked it. And you are welcome back anytime that you want to come or anything you want to talk about. And do you want to share any information how people can get a hold of you before we sign off? Is, is there any, do you have a website or anything you'd like to, to give out? If anybody is interested in learning more about the BC3's personal empowerment training program, they can email me at Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A dot Pritchard, P-R-I, T-C-H-A-R-D at bc3.edu. And that would be a, a really great way that they could send me a message and I could respond and, and give them some more information. So thank you, Gabby, for having me. Trisha, that was a perfect story to close this podcast. You make that choice every morning to be the best you can be. Thank you again for being a guest speaker on Change it's all about the Choice Podcast. I know you will be a success in your new position of Director of Community Employment Development at BC3. Your communication skills are exceptional. Remember, every opportunity begins with a choice. Is there a subject you would like me to talk about? Or would you like to be a guest speaker? Again, Check out my website, look for the subtitle podcast, and click and complete the sign up here tab. I'd love to hear from you. 
have a wonderful day. Hey friends, it's that time again. Time to say farewell for this episode. Thanks for listening to Change. It's all about the choice podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. Invite me to speak to your group or hold a workshop. Go to my website at gabbyinspires.com or text me at 724-524-3464. What do you want to change? It is your choice. I will see you in two weeks. In the meantime, be sure to check out my other episodes. Farewell.